please stay right where you are because it's time for GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Stay tuned for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And now, your host for GeorgiaCarry.org radio, Doug and Jesse King. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to GeorgiaCarry.org radio, and this week we have a very special show. I'm, I'm really excited about this one, Jess, because we are going to be interviewing uh, different local chapter heads from around the state. And I think that this is something that you know our listeners can really get involved with and and see what Georgia Carey can do statewide, not just in the legislature or in the court system, but for them individually. And I, I think that, you know, we've been to one of these meetings ourselves, and it was really a great time. Well, I think it's important that we all know that it's not all just about legislature. There's a little bit of fun and games in here. Yeah. And, you know, when we start to talk to different people and, you know, it, when georgecarry.org got founded, when it was first getting started, it was very Atlanta-centric. It was very, to the, you know, where everybody was involved with the legislature, and they were trying to get bills passed and call their legislators and get things done. But there wasn't a lot of interaction between the members. And this is a big change where people are getting involved with each other, and you can see what's going on in all of these little individual chapters statewide. And I know that we've got uh, someone who's going to be speaking from the south side of Atlanta. We've got the north end of the metro area. And we also have someone from Valdosta a little later on the show in our third segment who will talk about how each of their chapters is being slightly different and yet still promoting the, the general message of you know coming together as a community of gun owners, having uh, similar goals in both you know legislature and in the court system, and being able to be involved with friends. So our first guest is going to be a gentleman who knows that all work and no play makes Chris a dull boy. We have Chris from the south side of Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. That's well, correct. Yes, yeah, South Metro. We're glad to have you today, Chris. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Well, you're you're very welcome, and we are really excited to be able to talk to you about what's going on. Now, your chapter is remind me, but it's relatively new. Is that correct? Yeah, brand new. We got one meeting under our belt so far. And how did that meeting go? Went good. Went good. We had it over in um, Fayetteville at the Broadway Diner, oh. and um, we had Sheriff Bab over there with us, and Jerry Henry from. Um, from uh, the um, GeorgiaCarry.org. And, uh, you know, we just had 57 people. We packed the place out and just had a great time. That is a huge number of people. I know that from talking to some of the other, you know, different chapters, they're happy when they see 20 or 30. So you had almost 60, which is, I think, the the largest number we've heard in all of our conversations around the state. So that is really an impressive number, especially for a first meeting. Yeah, no doubt. I, we thought so as well. We were fired up about that. And I'm sure that a lot of that came from having such a prestigious guest. I mean, uh, everybody is uh, statewide trying to get as many people in as they can to speak on different topics. But to have the elected sheriff, I mean, how did you accomplish that? Well, uh, Mike Strickland took care of that, and uh, he did a great job. He lives in Fayette County, Mike does. So uh, he was able to talk to the sheriff. And, you know, when the sheriff came out, you know, he was very instrumental in being community based that's what he wants he said that's what he's he's into and that's what it uh, is important to him you know when as he holds office there you know i have believed for a long time that one of the problems we have with law enforcement now is that it's not as community based as it should be so i'm glad to hear that they're trying to be more community involved that's always a good thing right right i agree now you have some future meetings coming up soon yeah, yeah, our second meeting right now is scheduled for um, 
uh, April the 23rd at 7 p.m. We're going to be at the uh, American Heritage Gun Range over in McDonough. Oh, wow. And uh, we're That's... actually going to meet for about 30 minutes or so, and then we're going to shoot as a group, which is going to be fun. That That's kind of a change. I mean, I, I haven't heard of anyone else holding one of these meetings at a range before, so that's really a, a good opportunity. I mean, that's something that we hear all the time, especially people who are on message boards or discussion forums. Those gun rights groups, get, they do a bunch of stuff together, but they never shoot. Yeah, you never. they never <laughs> shoot. They never even fire their guns, so that's really a good opportunity for people to get together and shoot and to be able to you know actually back up whether they can hit a target or not. Right, right. It was important to me when when uh, Mike and I got together and wanted to start this group that it was it be um, fellowship based, and you know the to me the the best way to do that with a group of shooters is to shoot. So I'm really looking forward to it. I hope we have another big crowd. Absolutely. Well, that's fantastic, and and we're really excited about everything that's going on down there. Now, if um, you said you had 60 people, were they all GeorgiaCarry.org members when they came? No, not necessarily. We had some that were members, some were not, you know, and this is open to whoever. You don't necessarily have to be a member. Um, you know, it would be helpful down the line if you did that. You know, it's it's very inexpensive, you know, to, to join in and have a vested interest in uh, legislation, you know, in, in Georgia about uh, gun laws and that. But uh, it's open to anybody. So tell us one thing. How, does, how much does it cost to join Georgia Carey? It's $20 per year. Um, and then they have other plans where they, I think they even have a lifetime member where you can just drop 500 and be a lifetime member, you know, and there's other, other plans you can do, but I'm, you know, you're talking 20 bucks, you know, for the year and, uh, you know, to be part of, of something like that is just, is, is minuscule. And yeah. so much fun. I've had so much fun being involved with Georgia Carey as far as I have been. No doubt. No doubt. So, you know, we're, we're talking about how you can get involved. And, you know, if you're a George Carey member, then you're going to get the emails and the, the updates and the newsletters and know when all these things are. If you're not a GeorgiaCarey.org member already, uh, how is a, a good way for new people to find out when you're going to be holding meetings or, or what's going to be gone, going on in your local chapter? Okay. Well, you can go to our Facebook page. Uh, Mike started a Facebook page for us. It's SouthMetroGeorgiaCarey.org. Uh, you can join that. That's where we do most of our communication. Or you can uh, email me directly at gunowner1972.com. That's a fantastic email and very memorable. So I'm sure that our listeners will be able to, to either, if they're listening live, hopefully remember it. If not, they can always go to georgiacarry.org and listen to our recorded shows and, and write it down in the future so they can get in contact with you and maybe get some new people out to your, your already bulging numbers down there. Uh, yes, I hope so. Bring it on. All right. Well, we really appreciate you, you calling in today and, and giving us an update on what's going on down there. You know, it's an exciting thing to, to be seeing that these local chapters are getting started. Here's one that just started with its first meeting just a little while ago. Now they're already moving into a gun range. Um, is that going to be something that's going to be a regular thing, or are you going to be moving it around more in the future? Yeah, we're probably going to move it around uh, until we kind of find out where our central base is as far as members or, you know, people that are coming to the meetings, and then we'll We'll probably settle down at some point. Hey, I figure if you have a base of operations, you can go there every once in a while and get out and do other things as well. It sounds like you guys have a plan. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Here, you know, once it gets a little warmer, we, you know, we're thinking about going down south to uh, Clybell to the outdoor range and, and doing a cookout and then just a complete day social down there one day. So well, that it, sounds it, like a lot of fun. 
I, yeah, I was actually going to try to plan to come out to your thing on the 23rd myself. Please bring it on. We'd love to have you. That sounds great. All right, folks, we are uh, coming up on a commercial break in just a couple of minutes. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. We, we really appreciate your time, um, and we will hopefully have you on again in the near future to discuss other things that are going on in your local chapter. Not a problem. I enjoyed it, and I appreciate it. Thanks, All right. Chris. All righty. And, folks, you know, that's that's the, the beauty of these local chapters is that you've got people who are getting involved and who are getting interested, and it's it's local, and you can get in with people that you know. People that are just like you. Who have, you know, a similar interests. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same thing as you, know, you go on to these meetup groups, and you find people who are interested in canning or interested in, in backyard chickens or interested in hiking or interested in – and they have, you know, meetup.com, and you find people with similar interests from all walks of life. You know, you might join a hiking group, and there will be a doctor, and there will be a, a plumber, and there will be, you know, a, a high school teacher and, you know, a stay-at-home mom, and everybody's enjoying hiking, and so they get together and have a common interest. Well, that's exactly what Georgia Carry does org is doing here is this getting people who are interested in firearms and protecting rights and individual liberty and giving them a chance to get together and talk about the issues of the day to fellowship the south sides their their mission is to you know fellowship and get together and that's why they're bringing it to a gun range where people can go and shoot and have a good time with each other and interact and just bring together the camaraderie of a of a group it's always good to have someone to have that camaraderie with, too, somebody you can share it with. And, you know, me as a as a gun enthusiast, I didn't have anybody till I had Doug. <laughs> and it's, it's such an easy sport to get separated with because, you know, it's an individual sport. Yeah. When you're out there shooting, it's only you. It's your, you know, focus. It's your talents. It's your abilities. And there's no team effort. There's nobody else helping you. It just has to be you. But that leads to, a, you know, kind of a feeling like, well, you need to be out there on a range by yourself. And there are some people who are even afraid to go shoot in front of other people because they're, they're embarrassed about their skill or their lack of skill or, you know, how things are going to go. But we need to break down these walls and we need to come together as more than just people who can get the email to call in and, and, and you know, bug your legislator to fix a bill we need to be a group we need to be a team and have a giant picnic with everybody get everybody together and get to know one another well that's what the convention has been for Mm -hmm. but the problem is is that not everyone can make a convention once a year you know it's a big deal and a lot of people take time off of work and make the journey to where the convention is being held i think this year is going to be in atlanta i know in future years it may be you know savannah or other places but no matter where the convention is it's going to be a drive for some people across the state to be there and the timing may not be opportune i mean you, know, you never know what's going to be coming up in life. But if you have these smaller meetings that are periodic, you know, every month or two months when there's a big get-together and you get 60 people together to talk about it, that's fantastic. Well, folks, we are at our commercial break, so we will be right back with, with another group leader to talk about these small groups that are going on in Georgia Carry. You are listening to the voice of GeorgiaCarry.org, GeorgiaCarry.org Radio. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. 
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to GeorgiaCarry.org radio. And, and like we said earlier, this week is a special show because we're bringing in people from all around the state to talk about their local chapters and what's going on in the local chapters around Georgia. And we just got off the phone with someone from you know the south side of Atlanta. After this segment, we're going to be moving into the north side of Atlanta. But right now, on the phone, we have Mr. James Rancorn from Valdosta, who is hitting up a very exciting chapter. Jesse and I were down there uh, two weeks ago to their chapter meeting it was i think their fourth or fifth that they've done it was a fantastic meeting and so mr rancorn james thank you for coming on the show we're very happy to have you thanks doug i appreciate y'all giving me a call and let me be on the show and talk about our chapter a little bit so tell me you know we were down there we saw the last meeting it was it was really a good number how many people did you have there um, we had 25 at the last meeting. Um, our record currently is 31. We had up at a meeting in Tifton, um, not this past meeting, but the one before. Okay. So getting getting a pretty good crowd going. And and do you have a lot of regulars now? I mean, you've had several meetings, so are you starting to get to know everybody down there? Absolutely, yeah. The, the, we have a core group of about 10 or 12 folks that show up at every meeting, and then you know a lot of them bring uh, friends and families and coworkers and just people who are interested in what Georgia Carey is doing. And you know they don't have to be members. We anybody can come. You don't already have to be a member. If you like what you hear, you can sign up at the meeting. And so you know we have folks that bring visitors all the time. And so it's a really good opportunity to kind of get to know some of the members and kind of understand what Georgia Carey mission is locally. Now, you had, when we were down there and we were talking to you, you had mentioned to both of us that you were doing a, a special presentation on children and, and gun safety. How did that go? Um, it went really well. Um, we've um, done a presentation at uh, UGA Tifton for their uh, employee safety week. And then um, we're going to start doing it locally. You know, any organization locally here in Valdosta that wants us to come and, and do that presentation for them, I think it's really important for us to get the word out to, to parents to be able to talk to their kids, even if they don't own guns, even if they don't like guns. You know, no matter politically where they fall, guns are a fact of life in America. And so you need to be able to protect your chi- children just like you would, you know, from swimming pools or knives or garage tools or anything like that. This is the same program we had Mr. Podowitz on last week to talk about, wasn't it? Yes, it is. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. Um, he actually gave me that program for free. You know, I mean, he's been talking uh, via email over the last probably uh, nine to ten months and uh, just kind of talking back and forth about how to promote the program and things like that. And so when the local chapter started, you know, like Doug said, this was our fourth meeting. So four meetings ago when our chapter started, it's one of the biggest things that I wanted to focus on in the Valdosta Lowndes County area down here in South Georgia was the education part. You know, we, we do the lobbying, we do the, the legislative stuff, uh, but I want to get into educating people and getting some firearm safety training and stuff out in the community. And I saw that when we were down there because you had a local area attorney come in and talk about uh, trusts and NFA weapons, which is a, a topic near and dear to my heart. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that that's fantastic. There's so many people who have no, you know, conception that you can own things like a suppressor or a short-barreled rifle or a shotgun or a machine gun, much less that there are better legal tools in, in purchasing it in order to provide for inheritance and to safeguard those items during your ownership. And I think that's great that you've reached out to people who come into these small groups and discuss, you know, topics that will educate, inform, and make them, you know, more able to, to make wise, logical decisions on their firearms ownership. 
Yeah, that was another thing that, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to start the, the South Georgia chapter was not only education of the community, but education of our members. You know, we, we do meet and greets, and a lot of organizations do, and it's usually you meet up at a range, you shoot some guns, you go home. And, you, you, you know, you meet some friends, but you're no more smarter or wiser for it. And so my idea was to just come and have the same group of people show up and then educate them. Give them something interesting besides just the hey, how you doing, how's your family and them. But So this time I talked to Roy Baker, a local attorney um, out of Thomasville, Moultrie area over there, and he come and spent you know, the entire evening with us and answered questions and talked about the NFA Trust and how to set them up and what they were good for and how to use them. And, and I think our membership got a lot of good information from him out of that and we're able to have a Q&A with him you know, face-to-face without having to he said, she said that this other person said, you know, you got it straight from an attorney, a legal expert on the matter and was able to get your questions answered. Yeah, exactly. And, and so what sort of guests are you hoping to have in the future with more chapter meetings? Um, as the chapter goes on, I'm hoping that, you know, as the legislative session dies down, that maybe we can get some local representatives in and have them come and talk about not only gun laws, but things that they're passionate about, you know, and if our membership agrees with that or, or finds a, a connection there. Maybe we can help them with some campaigning stuff and things like that. and Just anything gun-related, maybe some self-defense stuff, uh, non-gun self-defense, um, situational awareness, just anything that can fit in a 15 to 30-minute window that I think the, the membership would be interested in hearing. Now, I know you have a very interesting local rep down there who had sponsored a bill this session. Representative Dexter yeah. Sharper? Yes. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. We're trying to get him on the air. Uh, he actually has already, <laughs> I spoke with him this week, and he has agreed to come on next week's show. Oh, wow. really? You didn't tell me this. Awesome. Yes, he has agreed to come on next week's show with us That's to great. discuss his bill about mandatory training. Yeah, he's a, he's a very nice guy. I've met him one time before here locally, a super nice guy. Little misguided in his in his legislative efforts, but you know he's a nice guy, and I think I'd be interested to to hear him on your show. I think it'd be a good conversation to have. Well, we're both very interested in this as well, so we we will of course invite you to listen in next week after this show airs. Um, we're going to have Mr. Sharper on to dis- discuss his bill with us and hopefully get to the bottom of his his ideas of what's important. So, you know, you reaching out to your legislators is a fantastic thing to be doing with the local chapter. And I've heard it many times that, it, you know, if your local rep doesn't know you when you're walking down the street, then you're not doing your job to, to really influence and lobby for the bills we need. So I, have, I have a question for James. Sure. How do you pick the restaurant where we meet at? Because I, I want to put in a request for Mama June's family. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> okay, next one we do, we'll do it at Mama June's. It'll be, uh, we do them every other month. So the the May one, we've actually, I'm trying to get a hold of a local range to where we can go out and actually do a barbecue. Ah. And have the range to ourselves and do a barbecue and shoot some guns and, and do some stuff like would, that. Would that be the local range that's next to the, the, the state prison down there? Yes, that is the one that I am working Oops, with. Oops, right I missed. <laughs> I don't I don't know that, that they're gonna let us do it, but we are in I am talking to them as to see if they, if we can find a date that works for us and works for the range as well. And if not, there's a couple of other ranges locally here that we can we can talk to and try to try to get something set up for that. So maybe the July meeting we we'll do something at Mama June's and we well, don't come down again and visit with us. I think July would be perfect because that would be. We might even take a whole week to come down and visit you guys <laughs> in July. You got a guest bedroom, right, James? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I have an well, RV. I'll just plug the RV up, turn the air conditioner on, y'all stay in it. 
We, we can call it the ice box. It'll be awesome. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be cool. <laughs> All right. Oh, my so goodness. So we're, we're coming up on a commercial break, James, and we really appreciate you calling in and giving us all this heads up on what you're doing down there. And it sounds like a fantastic you know, way for people to get involved. And like you said, you don't have to be a member to come to your meeting. You know, you can come and find out and, and learn something, whether you're a member or not. But if I'm not a member, I'm not getting the emails, I'm not getting the updates, how do I find out about when your meetings are going to be? Uh, two ways. One, you can email me. Um, my email is rankhornjp at gmail.com. It's R-A-N-K-H-O-R-N-J-P at gmail.com. Or we have a Facebook page, uh, Vadosta Lounge, georgiacarry.org, on Facebook. Um, you can just find us on Facebook, a request to join. I do all the events on there and do updates and different things like that on the Facebook page. So either one of those two ways. Very cool. And I'm sure that we're going to have a lot of listeners. Um, I know we're working hard on trying to get onto a local station down there in Valdosta, but you know, if anyone's listening to us on the georgiacarry.org website and hears this and wants to get involved, reach out to James, get in touch with him, get involved, get some good food. I mean, the one we went to was at Austin Steakhouse right off mm-hmm. of exit, I think it's 16 on 75, and we had mm-hmm. some great prime rib and steaks there and nice salads and a good time of just fellowship and, and learning about you know all sorts of different things. And, and you know I remember we had some questions when we were right at the end and someone had asked about M855 ammo ban and I, you know, being the shy guy that I am, <laughs> right. kind of grudgingly offered my opinion on what had been going on based on what we had learned through pre- prepping for this show the week before. And it was really a great time. I enjoyed myself immensely. So Now, they, they can come out to one of these events and, and join, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, we, I usually bring membership packets with me when I uh, come to a meeting. So if you, you bring a loved one or a coworker or anybody like that and they decide they want to join, they can join up right there at the, at the meeting. Awesome. Well, folks, we are coming up on a commercial break. So uh, we're going to say goodbye to Mr. Rankhorn. Thank you so much for coming on the air with us. Um, and when we come back, we are going to be speaking with a gentleman from the north end of the metro Atlanta area who had just had a meeting this past week. And we'll see what's going on on that side of the city. Right now, you are listening to GeorgiaCarry.org radio, and we will be right back. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to GeorgiaCarry.org radio. And we've had two great segments where we've been talking to people all over the state about these local chapters and how you can get involved locally and meet people and get engaged. And, and this is just a fantastic opportunity. And so we've heard from the south side of Atlanta. We've heard from Valdosta. The next person is going to be from the north end up in the north metro area. And we have Don Towers on the line with us who is a very excited person about how to get more people involved in Georgia Carry. Don, welcome to the the show and we really appreciate you coming on hey guys uh, doug and jesse thanks for having me on i really appreciate it well we're, we're really glad that you're here now our listeners have been listening in on on a whole bunch of different projects that are going on in these local chapters when was your last meeting well we just had a meeting this week um we've actually had two meetings we had our first inaugural meeting in january end of january and we just had our meeting on uh, wednesday night um uh, and uh, had a great, uh, great time, great turnout uh, at a local restaurant here in Marietta. You were at Williamson Brothers Barbecue, weren't you? That is correct. Williamson Brothers was 
uh, great to uh, uh, allow us to come in. We had a separate room and kind of standing room only, uh, and we had a great time. We actually uh, we actually had try to have themes with our our meetings. Uh, it's not just a, a matter. I mean, uh, one of the things we like to do is is socialize, obviously, and, and break bread with our fellow Georgia Carey members. But we also like to have a little theme. We had a theme about women and uh, firearms on this uh, in this past meeting. Well, that's that's interesting. Um, you know, we, you said uh, a local area restaurant, and I want to make sure that Williamson Brothers got mentioned because any restaurant that is willing to to embrace open carry and embrace you know a gun rights group is a okay in our book. In fact, something Jesse and I have been discussing is asking our listeners to call in to the show and let us know which restaurants in their area are gun friendly and maybe get a little bit of the word out for them and a little bit of free advertising yeah absolutely we and i and actually I, have a friend in, in the area that does that for kind of metro atlanta yeah a little shout out to mark gilbert he uh he tends to go into all sorts of stores open carrying and see what they do to him and sometimes yep. it's positive and sometimes it's he not. rates them on facebook this is true this is true and uh if you can allow me to get a shout out to tijuana joe's also in marietta uh, they were uh, very friendly uh, towards us. Uh, we had uh, the uh, young waitresses coming up and asking for gun save lives buttons. So a good oh, time wow. was had by all in uh, in January as well. So shout out to them as well. Well, very That's cool. Amazing. I, is that one of the restaurants where the waitresses wear a whole bunch of buttons? Uh, no, nah, I don't think so. I can't remember now. I, they didn't have flair. I don't think they had flair. No flair. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, maybe we could have a contest to see if they're still wearing them a couple months later. That's true. That's a good idea. We gave a few out, though. That's, that's awesome. That's and great. I yeah. love those those buttons. Uh, my, my son has Your son has, has a collector's of button, a whole collection of those little buttons. Like, he's got a camouflage one and an orange one and... Yeah, we're we're, yeah. <laughs> we're proud of our gun save lives buttons around here. That's for sure. So you said that the last meeting was about women, and what was the theme of the first meeting? Well, the first meeting was really just the, our inaugural meeting. It was our first one. Um, we basically just wanted to gather together as many as we could. We, we actually uh, were very fortunate to have Jerry Henry come over, John Monroe, Tim Parker. So we had board members, and we had Jerry Henry. And basically, it was just a chance to for everybody to have uh, have a social gathering. We talked a little bit about what was going on with uh, uh, really what Georgia Carey Radio has been doing, uh, talking about legislative updates, talking about things that are moving through in the courts and that kind of thing. So it was really just a first meeting and uh, not really particularly organized. It was more of a social thing to get people together. And if I may, uh, talk a little bit about what, why we're doing this, why we're doing the the chapters. Uh, one of the things I think you probably talked a little bit about this. George Carey is pretty much is mostly an online presence, and there's not as many chances to socialize and get together. And uh, one of the things that uh, we thought was great was that we can actually meet with members, we can talk with them, we can um, basically um, have a chance to uh, break bread together, socialize, but also talk about issues. And it's a little more personal. It's a little more um, it's just it, this is about people. It's a people organization. Georgia carries all about people. I know board members have said. I know Jerry Henry said they're they're the public face, but he he always says, and the board members always emphasize that it's the people in Georgia Carey, It's the members that make stuff happen. And having a having a carry chapter in the various places in Valdosta and South Metro and in, and North Atlanta, it's a place for members to actually meet, to congregate, to 
talk about issues and actually maybe exchange some information, some views about what's going on. It also tends to, we, we thought, it, and, and we think it does, we think it is, it's building up excitement and just making people want to be more involved in activities, well, um, also recruiting activities a, and things like that. It's a good opportunity to network within one um organization already Absolutely. so so if you've Absolutely. got, if you're got a speeding about, ticket last year you might run across mr king here who can help you out you know exactly <laughs> you run across people who are uh, what they're doing on training uh what their favorite gun is for carry how they carry uh lots of discussions about gun laws uh, lots of discussions about what can georgia carry do what can individuals do to help georgia carry uh, calling representatives, calling their their state senators, and just getting involved in, w- in what the mission of Georgia Carey is, which is basically to improve. It, one of the main, main missions is to improve uh, the gun laws, the firearm laws here in the state of Georgia. You know, you're talking about this kind of face time where people get together and are with each other and have some chance to see each other. And one thing that hasn't been you know explicitly mentioned in our previous interviews today, but has been kind of a theme, I think, is that every meeting has someone from the board uh, of Georgia Carey there. So down in, in Valdosta this last time, Chuck Turney was down there in, in the South Metro. Uh, Jerry Henry was there. You hear about Chris Parker being at this this one here up in the North Metro. There's always somebody from the board there who right. gets That's some exactly time. Right. And Tim Parker, yeah, Tim Parker was at our... Uh at our Williamson Brothers uh, meeting, and he was he, he's there to answer questions and also give a little uh, update on here's what's going on, here's what uh, some of the things that, uh, that uh, at the board level, the board level view of, of what's going on. So it's really valuable, and members really appreciate that. We're actually looking at having some of the board members on the show so everybody can get to know who they are and what they do. That's a great idea. I think that that will be important in you know coming days, so you know who all these people are. You know they're they're kind of scattered around statewide, but this is a a place where we can bring them together. You know you can you know hear from Tim Parker even if you live in Valdosta, or hear from Chuck Turney even if you live up in Blairsville, and that way you get a little bit more you know rounded, and you can hear from you know Madman James Camp in person. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So, um, what what do you have coming up in the future for more chapter meetings? What's what's next on your plate? Uh, well, we're we're probably looking. At, well, one one of the things we're trying to do is do some more fun shoots, and I think we've had uh, we we had one uh, uh, that we we just tried and it really wasn't very well attended. But we're going to try to do some more fun shoots uh, at local gun ranges. That's probably going to be next month. Uh, right now, we're doing a, a regular chapter meeting, which is a sit down and have a dinner and talk about issues type meeting every two months. So our next official chapter meeting is going to be in May. Um, and we're actually looking at kids and guns uh, that you had Matt on uh, your, your, one of your previous uh, 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 radio shows. We're actually uh, looking at having uh, something themed with that. We're looking at themes about uh, somebody to come and talk to us about gun laws, uh, maybe talk about prepping. And there's a few other uh, uh, subjects that we're probably going to explore uh, in the coming months. Well, if there's any way we can help you, just let us know. Yeah, I mean, there there are some people around here who have a little bit of experience in gun laws and prepping. So, oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. We we we're all about leveraging and, and inviting experts and people who have a passion for those subjects to come and talk to and to, to educate us and to make us think about things. So, absolutely, that's exactly just just as, exactly as you saw with the women's and women and firearms uh, session that we had. You had the well well armed lady come out, didn't you? We had well armed lady. We had uh, three members uh, from the well armed lady talking about uh, uh, women and why they should have a firearm, 
women in hunting, and also talked about women and firearms training. Well, that's some that's, of those considerations. And this isn't something that you have to be a GeorgiaCarry.org Absolutely member. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We want non-members to come. Of course, we're going to have some materials there, so we're going to try to make a non-member into a member. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, it's absolutely, we want to, we want people that are non-members to come and see what we're about and see what Georgia Carry is about so they can basically learn about what's going on with uh, Georgia Carry. Matter of fact, the, uh, the restaurant staff, uh, that, uh, and folks that are around us uh, learn about Georgia Carry too. And they said, "Oh, I didn't know anything about this." And I didn't know what the, you know. They listen to what we're talking about as we're giving our our talks. So it's kind of uh, you get a lot of people that have been, never been exposed to what we're doing. All of a sudden, learn. It's a different venue to be able to expose our, the organization to other people that haven't heard anything about us. So of well, course, our members get the newsletter. But how do non-members find out about when your next meeting is? Well, we're all the chapters are on Facebook, so our primary communications uh, venue is is Facebook. So, just if they would just search onto Facebook at North Atlanta org. just do look North Atlanta org. They'll find us. They'll find all the information. They'll find the latest events and uh, and activities that we're involved in. We got to thank you so much for coming on today. We really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, Don, it was fantastic, and we really appreciate your time and educating our listeners about you know what's going on in the North Georgia chapter. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate your having having me. All right, we will talk to you again in the near future to see what else is going on in North Georgia. In the meantime, folks, uh, stay tuned. When we come back from this commercial break, we will be discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly this week in Georgia and around the country and world and what's been happening for gun rights. You're listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, the voice of Georgia Carry. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, everybody. We are in our final segment this week, and this show has just flown by as we've talked to people from around the state on how to get involved in these local chapters and how to get involved in Georgia Carry. And, you know, you, you can find out on Facebook if you want to just go and explore and, and, and learn about the, the organization that way. You can go to these meetings and, and talk to people and get involved. You can even just go to any local gun show or most of the local festivals and events and find a GeorgiaCarry.org table staffed mm-hmm. by volunteers who are trying to get people more involved with the organization. You can also go to georgiacarry.org itself and there's a um, tab there for membership you can go and sign up for membership and pay online yeah and then you can start getting the emails and and then updates in the newsletter and find out where all these things are happening and what's going on and of course you can listen in to us and find out what's what's happened in the last week or so but to get you know up to the minute changes in the legislative bills to know what's going on the best way is to always become a member and become part of something larger than yourself so you know, we every week we try to do a, a segment on what's been going on around the state and around the world and how it affects gun owners here in Georgia, and we call it the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, Jesse, what's the good this week? The good this week is that GCO finally got to present oral arguments before the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, and it was in our suit against the Firearms for Self-Protection ban on the Corps of Engineer Controlled Properties. Well, this is a big deal to me because I've been itching to take my son fishing up on Lake Alatoona, which is Army Corps of Engineers property, mm-hmm. and there's a ban on being able to defend yourself there. And see, I'm so scared if I go fishing at Alatoona, we're going to get some of those Walking Dead-style zombies, and I won't have a gun to cap them with. 
I'm more afraid of the people who have been knocking people over the head with Raping a brick them. On, <laughs> on the on the walkways. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you look at the Silver Comet Trail and up there at Red Top Mountain, which is right next to that Army Corps of Engineers land. It's it's a gun free zone there, and there you've got people who are meaning to do you harm. You know, it's funny. All these gun free zones are the only ones that are having gun violence. Kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Although, you know, I used to always say, well, you never see people getting shot on a shooting range, but then you got the whole Chris Kyle fiasco, so that kind of took that one right out the window. <laughs> so anyway, the case was heard last week, but the ruling won't come down for another few months because, well, they've got to make a ruling on it. So it's one more step towards the end result, but we're not quite there yet. Um, the bad is, you know, the whole state, oh, the whole city of New York City is a gun-free zone. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had a 22% increase in shooting since they've made that a gun-free zone. Wow. So what's up with this? You disarm the, the good people and the bad people who have guns and don't tell you. They just take over and start shooting people. Well, you know, New York is, is quite the interesting place. The former mayor, Michael Bloomberg, has been waging a war on personal protection as long as he's been in power. He's a billionaire, and he's dropping five, $50 million to try to eradicate the people's right to defend themselves in their homes and elsewhere. He's made a coalition of mayors who all sign on to try to deprive their citizenry of their fundamental constitutional rights. And here again, we see the, the fruit of that effort and labor, which is just more violence, more people being hurt, more victims, more victims that cry out for a government to take care of them instead of being able to take care of themselves. So just like you just said, the city of New York, they invest a lot of money and resources, both, into making sure people don't have guns on the streets. But while they're they're decreasing the whole stop and frisk thing, where the police should stop and frisk anyone at random for guns and drugs, a practice that's a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment, they still have other means of keeping tabs on people, but it doesn't really do anything to make them safer. It's supposed to be a really safe place to live, New York City. Yeah, sure. Walk down the street at 3 o'clock in the morning, and you can hear the footsteps behind you of the criminal that's following you. I don't see that as safe. But already this year, they've had 184 shooting victims, which represents a 22% increase compared to last year at this time. It's kind of scary, isn't it? And this is after... Michael Bloomberg did his lawsuit against a local gun dealership and tried to staunch the flow of illegal firearms into his perfect city. Well, right here it shows that when you disarm the honest people, it hurts the honest people. They have no way to defend themselves against the dishonest ones. Absolutely. Now, this week's ugly is not me. I had my coffee this morning. I'm kind of, you know, I know that we've got a, a fantastic ugly there, but I think that, you know, given the events of this week, that there's something a little more local and a little more ugly than I think that the M855 ban back and forth and in Congress could possibly be. So hit me. Well, well you don't know, hit me, but. The, what's been on my mind this week has been the shooting incident in Smyrna where the police officers were involved in, in apprehending a suspect with a warrant and ended up shooting and killing him. And I know everybody who's listening to this has heard the news and you know maybe even more recent updates than I have. But the, the, the story was that um, the gentleman who was shot and killed had some sort of a traffic citation that he was on probation for. That, that could have been anything from a speeding ticket to a DUI. I haven't heard at this point. But 
whatever it was, he was on probation in a municipality for it. Next thing you know, he's got a warrant because of a probation violation for not paying fines or fees or doing what he was court-ordered to do, in, although he's on probation. So they don't consider him to be a direct threat because he's out on probation. Otherwise, he would have been incarcerated. And the next thing you know, he's running from the police, and you know there are conflicting stories. Uh, shopkeepers there are saying that he wasn't driving towards the police. The police were saying that they were in fear for their lives, which is, of course, the magic words. A witness says that the gentleman was getting back into the car as he was hailed with a rain of gunfire. I mean, it's at this point, so, the only way that I can describe what's going on right now is ugly. It is ugly, I and, it, and I I'm afraid it's going to get more ugly before it clears itself up, because this thing could go in front of a grand jury and... I'm afraid it could turn into something Ferguson akin, akin to, to Ferguson. Ferguson yeah. yeah, and I think that this is—I mean, this is terrible. And, and I'm not saying that the police did anything wrong. I'm not saying that the gentleman who died that day did anything wrong. I I'm going to say this: there are no warrants that are worth running from to lose your life over. If you have a warrant, don't try to run from the police because they may use that as an excuse to shoot you. And there, there are very, very few warrants that are worth killing somebody over either. I mean, the, that door swings both ways. I agree. But I believe that the fatal mistake here was trying to run from the warrant. If he had just turned himself in when they came after him, he would maybe be in jail, but at least he'd still be alive. And I agree. At with, least we would hope. I agree with that. In, in, but if, if some of the reports from the eyewitnesses or storekeepers or maybe some cctv video comes to light in the near future if it's not as cut and dried as that it's just an ugly thing no matter which way this went down you know whether it's the law enforcement made the mistake or the young man made the mistake it doesn't really matter it's an ugly situation and these are situations that we as concealed carry as we as activists in the legislature as we as concerned human beings looking out around our country need to be aware of and need to take focus on I think that these police need the are the ones that need the gun training. You know, we have legislature right now that's laws that are trying to be passed. There are bills in our legislature about firearms training, and it seems to me like our our police are are trained to draw and shoot. But when that reaction is appropriate, and when not, that training has not been given to them. Uh, you know, it's a different rubric to think about too, because as you know, for myself. I consider the possibility if I carry a gun that I might have to shoot someone or take someone's life. So what is the 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 impetus that I have to look for when I'm going to make that life or death decision? Well, the answer is, am I afraid for myself or another person to uh, have a reasonable fear of severe bodily injury and or death? If, if I can say yes, then I'm justified in shooting someone. I'm going to say from, but, my, from the pictures I saw of the Maserati young man was driving, if he'd been trying to run over the police officer, wouldn't there have been bullet holes in the windshield? I, like I said, I don't know the don't specifics, know. but what what I do know is that when I make that decision on whether to shoot someone, the life or death decision under the law that I'm required to make, the odds of me having to make that choice in my life are probably one in 10,000. However, with an officer, it could happen any day, and, every and day. could have, and I think the odds of the, an officer having to make that decision is probably more like one in two or one in three. So, I mean, it, it's a different way of thinking about it. It's a different level of responsibility. It's a different level of probability. 
responsibility of having to make that choice. And officers need to be well-trained, and they need to be cared for psychologically in dealing with this situation. Because a lot of officers, they get bitter, they get into a, a rut, they have all these pressures from their department. And then with all of that on them, too, they have to make perfect life-or-death decisions involving someone who may make a wrong choice. And here, you know, if that kid ran, he made the wrong choice. And I, I have no no compunction saying that if you're having a warrant served on you, get a good lawyer and fight it. Don't try to run from it. But on the other hand, if that kid made the wrong choice and ran, if he tried to run someone over, that's something. But, you know, it's just it's an ugly, ugly situation. So if that's what's going on, it's something we just need to be mindful of, and especially as someone who would carry a gun because you might be in that situation. And you need to know for sure that when you pull that trigger, there was no other option. You know, we talk about active shooter scenarios sometimes, and in future shows we may talk about that more. But, you know, you come in on a situation and you think, oh, here's the bad guy, here's the good guy. But how do you really know? How do you know? You know, I'm more scared of a police officer being the reason that I'm in an active shooter scenario than I am someone in the just general public. I don't have any statistics or information to, to you know, prove or disprove that kind of hypothesis. But but as I said, and I watch the news and I see so many shootings and so many people getting shot by the police. And it, it's been quite a high rate since the beginning of this year. Well, it's a self-selecting sample with the news. The news is on a, a news cycle where they're looking for these things. And I'm honestly kind of shocked that we haven't had a lot more attention on the Smyrna thing at this point as we're you know talking about it today. Oh, in the news on Wednesday, the mother had requested an fbi investigation so it's it's just building up well doj went after ferguson and came out and said that you know it was a, a racket their municipal court system was a racket and i wonder if smyrna's municipal court system can stand up to the same scrutiny anyway folks we're we're coming up on the final commercial break we're taking off for this week i hope that you guys had a great time listening to all these chapter meetings around the state enjoyed our, our quick synopsis of the news and tune back in next week if you're not listening to us on a local channel contact a local channel get them in touch with us get them to carry us if you're listening to us um off of the georgiacarry.org website or some other broadcast, then thank you for tuning in and we will be back next week, hopefully with a state rep to talk about mandatory training. This is georgiacarry.org radio, the voice of Georgia Carry. This has been georgiacarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. georgiacarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Tune in each week for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8, right here on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.